Okay, ready? Okay. <sighs> timer. Start, and here we go. Here we are. 20 questions. I really want to use that voice to open the show. 20 questions. You know 20 what? questions. I'm going to do it. 20 questions or 20 minutes, whichever mm. comes first. Yeah. As long as it's you. <laughs> I could work in a phone sex line. This is You Go First. I'm your host, Blair Payton. We have 20 questions in a vase. My guests will draw the first question, and we'll go back and forth covering as much ground in 20 minutes. The timer begins as soon as the first question is read with my guest's mouth. Now, my guest, my guest today has been seen on hit TV shows like Seinfeld, The Drew Carey Show, Star Trek Voyager, Nash Bridges. I was going to say Nash Bridges. You gave me a weird look. Did you not want me to? No, I don't know if it was Voyager. I guess it was. I get them all mixed up. I looked at your resume. I did my research. Okay. Yeah, then it is. Uh, She also does. She's slaying. Audiences in New York and everywhere she goes doing improv, not stand up, and storytelling. Please make welcome the fabulous Angela Dorman. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Can I just say, I, I, I spent so much time, at least five minutes, writing your intro, <laughs> and then you saw it as uh-huh. I was setting up, which just ruins it because I want, I want you I'm to. I'm sorry. Well, sorry. I, in a way. Well, I, I could have corrected you live then. That is true. Um, so we really dodged that bullet. But mm. you don't do stand-up, but you have done it once. I, no, I've done it a few times, but I don't do it now. Okay. I'm not a stand-up. Whenever I did stand-up, I felt like I was an actor playing a stand-up. Or, did you get a good response when you did it for an audience? Um, not good <laughs> enough. What was oh, On a scale of 1 to 10, meaning 10, they were just dying and oh, like never. gasping. Ten, never. Five? <sighs> Tell us a joke that you said. Be funny right now. <laughs> um, it, like mine were storytelling. You know, I'd tell a story and then I'd have jokes born out of the story. So then I'd have to like set this up to ad nauseum. But well, I honestly I enjoy storytelling more than I do stand up for the most part because Kathy Griffin I enjoy her stand up and she's more of a storyteller. A lot of stand ups are storytellers. Yeah, like I who would you say is would be considered like a joke joke comedian um Kaufman maybe Andy Kaufman yeah he was like shtick Stephen Wright okay is more set up joke set up joke so stand up is nothing you want to actually venture into as a path not since I've been down that path well, it could be something painful. You t- well, because, it's, a, oh, well yeah. it's something you try, and maybe you're like, okay, I got a medium response. Let me keep going. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't like feeling like I was not being authentic. Okay. And I, you're the audience's bitch. <laughs> you totally are. That like they look at you like we're gonna send you to the showers. Mm-hmm. You know, like they are very transparently hateful when was the last time you did stand up i love that we're focusing on the one thing that you don't (laughs) consider yourself to be as our opener to the show decades well no i would i was still menstruating so it was a while ago okay you judge everything pre no you don't but i'm just saying that no i think that's fair i judge everything in my life at the moment uh pre-gay and post-gay 
Oh. Because I didn't come out till I was 30. Shocking, right? Why are you giving me that look? How long were you in and active? What do you mean and active? Well, coming out is very different. I mean... Very. Uh, okay. So um, I, I didn't start experimenting experimenting like spearmint gum experimenting i love it no you can make fun of my accent but that's great say it again please experimenting no say experimenting i didn't start dabbling oh uh, there you go until i i think the first time it happened i was 24 and it was like i was very drunk and i woke up the next day and i had to go to work and i was thinking oh my god they're gonna tell they're going to be able they're going to tell, gonna tell. there was a tick in my mouth <laughs> honestly i don't know where it was um, <laughs> it's quite a night but i just remember being at work and i was like oh my god am i gay now no i'm not gay i totally like girls which was like oh. i was in that like convincing myself oh. i was like i only watch gay porn because that's the physique i want to achieve <laughs> at the gym it's not because i want to have sex with that gross it's aspirational i wish they'd focus more on his body so i could see uh, how many <laughs> abs he has <laughs> It was more about health research. Yeah. Um, so I think I started finally, like, getting comfortable with it around 28, like, late end of 28. Yeah. And then I, because I love to set unnecessary deadlines for myself because oh. it's fun for me. I love to have because anxiety. Because anxiety, yeah. And so I had to do it by the time I was 30. You had to come out. Yeah. I was like, you have to do All it, right. bitch. Yeah, that's good. And I did it. That's good. Thank and you. And you lived to tell about it. I did. I'm just slaying that D left and right. <laughs> and here's a weird thought. My dad's a preacher. Uh-huh. I now have conversations with him about dating. I've read him text messages from my grinder encounters. Fantastic. And they're terrible. Well, it, it was only because when he started getting into the dating world after my mom died, I was like, dating is terrible. It's uh, mostly online. Here's uh, what to expect. And I read him all my interactions. Oh, that's fabulous. So. And yeah, hetero, homo, it's still just the a worst. Rocky road. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Now, let's talk about your career since we've talked about something you don't do and then me being a big old homo. Um <laughs> So you you were on Seinfeld. Uh-huh. Would you say that was like the because everyone no. knows Seinfeld? Yeah, I mean it is for my resume, and yeah. it is like for what other you, people. What would you consider your peak, or have you yet? To I achieve? have yet to peak. Thank you very much. Well, not I peak. was actually had this conversation recently, yeah, and yeah. I I really do believe I've yet to. Um... Uh, peak is a bad word. How about uh, one of your most proudest? Most com- proudest. I don't I love. <laughs> I don't love that you listen to how I talk. <laughs> I don't love that. Um, my most proudest. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, this summer I, I I freaking took on something that in the middle of it I was like, why would I think I could do this? Okay. And I did it, and it was very satisfying. Um, it's like such a setup to. St- say what it wasn't but i played polonius and hamlet oh i love that story (laughs) don't get me started oh yeah (laughs) well that's great yeah it was a difficult role and um i we had rehearsed 12 days until we put it up so Memorizing that many lines in 12 days was where I thought, what, you know, improv is really the only place I belong. (laughs) 
just to familiar, because you know uh, mm-hmm. my audience probably doesn't know. So just for, for their the audience, for yeah. their purpose, what, tell us what the role was. Well, let me tell you that when the director called me and offered me the role. Mm-hmm. I didn't audition, but I knew these people, and these people are, you know, just it's it's. Um, of course, I'm gonna. Oh, uh, fabulous company. You can't remember the name. No, I can't. If I saw more paychecks with the name on it, maybe <laughs> there you go. I yeah, yeah, remember. yeah. There we go. No, I just have a terrible memory, hence the stupidity of doing that in 12 days. But. Um, now, see, I'm trying to slow down my speech to remember it and then save this. But right. I'm just yeah, making just speak it in worse. circles. That's I'm what the audience making wants. Making it worse. Um, oh, I'll look it up. But <laughs> the Polonius, he calls me, and you know, as as a self centered actor, you really, I, if I couldn't know the whole freaking. Uh, Tome, the whole book, whatever they call it, of uh, one writer, mm-hmm. you know the parts that are right for you. You may not know the play. You could give a crap about the plot, but Desdemona, uh, Gertrude, uh, you know, so Lady Macbeth, you know the ones that are, you know, oh, Hamlet, Gertrude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he calls and he says, I'm offering you Polonius. And I, I was quiet. Mm-hmm. And then I said, no, I didn't say anything. And then he goes, it's a good role. I'm like, oh, good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Not that I don't know, but I just know the two ones for me that. You should have just been like, no, yeah, I know. I was trying to be humble. Yeah, yeah. So then when I read the play, I was like, yeah, yes. I, I preferred it over Gertrude, frankly. Was it, was the convert, was the dialogue very Hamlet y? Like where it was like, doth. Oh, the, my God. Doth. Yeah. The doth and the. Mm. Forsooth. Was that hard to memorize? I feel like it would be. No, it's actually, you know what's hard about that is the prepositions are all over the freaking place. So what we have is logical, you know, this is from, this mm-hmm. is until, this is, they, it's almost like anarchy when okay. it comes, there's no rhyme or reason. Well, there's mm-hmm. rhyme, but there was no reason. Mm-hmm. But as far as memorizing the actual lines, so much easier. Mm-hmm. One, because there's a pattern. There's um, – th- and he's such a great writer that, of course, it has to be this word. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to paraphrase it because this is the perfect word for what you're feeling right now. Right. And it's the one he wrote. Oh. So it it's not and, – and the way he – I mean it, it – He's a beat master in mm-hmm. that, like I'm get, I'm going to grow and heighten and and either uh, lose what I want or get what I want. But it all, you don't have to. It's to me, Shakespeare's so much easier than most really? okay. because it's written so well. You have very little you need to fill in. It's all there. Huh? Yeah. Well, look at you. Yeah. You're just a little thespian, aren't you? I am. I'm just a thespian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so shall we uh, dig into the 20 dig questions? It. Should I? Me? Yeah. Well, we're both going to do it. Well, hold <sighs> on. Let me set the timer up. Caught. Okay, here we go. So it's 20 questions or 20 minutes. Okay. You know the rules. Uh-huh. Okay, so draw the first question, read it, and then I will start the timer. All right. She is digging in. Very good. What's the most ridiculous fact you know? Timer begins now. Hmm. Most facts are ridiculous. 
Yeah, but what is the most where, like, if you were at a party mm-hmm. and you were like, hey, guys, did you know this? And then it would bring yeah. the party to a halt and be right, like, right. why did you bring that up? I've done that before. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, maybe probably to do with body decomposition. Uh, uh, naturally. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or, you know, things like where people don't want to venture to know and I'm, like, fascinated okay. by well, I wanted to what. be a coroner when I grew up, when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I really um, – one, the medical examiner drove a white, huge Cadillac and it was and it had vanity plates and this is before there were vanity plates and so one it was like okay that's a high status job what does he do oh he's the medical examiner so then my father was a hunter and a fisherman and i fished and uh he was very smart about framing cleaning the fish mm-hmm. and skinning the animals as the reward to the job. So he had his little girl thinking, yay, I get to clean all these buckets of fish. And my father framed it in, look, it's like a little autopsy. Was this a mom or was this, look, there's little, this this one was pregnant. Come over here. This is the kidney. Now we can tell what this one just ate. Uh, you know, Gross. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fascinating in yeah. that way. Um, but that didn't gross me out, and I thought it was really – it was sort of like opening something up and, and having a story being told about this animal. So um, how did we get on that? Uh, oh, ridiculous. The, ridiculous yeah. fact you know. See, I don't remember my facts either. I'll, I Like if something comes up, it'll spur the thought, mm-hmm. but I don't, con- I don't retain them – for things like this to okay. go, oh, well, oh, let me go through the catalog of it, ridiculous facts. Well, the one that comes to mind for me. Yes, mine is please. You. <laughs> you have been so patient and thoughtful and kind. <laughs> uh, the one that comes to mind. Mine are all TV related. Okay. Yeah. So any question about TV, I got you. Okay. I do have a question. Okay. Little girl who wants to grow up to be a coroner. Mm-hmm. Hikes the Appalachian Trail. Okay is given a trail name as everyone gets, what do you think it was? What? What has this to do with TV? Has everything to do with TV. Is it Heidi? Quincy. Oh! Now, do you even know? Is I that know like Quincy. Yeah. Polonius no, I know, no, I know Quincy. Oh, okay. It's uh, Jack... Um, Klugman. Klugman, yeah. yeah. I was thinking that when you were talking about hey. Corner. I just didn't get everything else. No, my little fact... <laughs> Was, uh, did you know that Mama's Family, Mm. uh, for the first two seasons, was on NBC, and they had an announcer introduce every episode. And then when it moved to syndication, they just did a typical format. There's my little tidbit. Mm. Yeah. Can you you believe I'm single? Ridiculous. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What songs hit you with a wave of nostalgia every time you hear them? Um, we have joy. We had f- no. Oh, that one about the father, Harry Chapin. Um, this is gonna really. Is that the one? Is it the sad one? It's the sad one about like I don't have time. F- when you're coming home, son, I don't know when, when we'll, we'll get, get together, together then. then. What does that so, make you think of? My dad. In a good way. No. <laughs> And my own kids, you know, how when you are intensely available to them, all you want to do is 
not be with them 24-7. Yeah. And then when they have – they're like, the last thing I want to do is be at IHOP with you, mother. Like <laughs> – the first song that comes to mind is My Life Would Suck Without You by Kelly Clarkson. Oh, yeah. Because every time I hear that, it was me and a friend of mine. It was when I was living in Roanoke, Virginia. And we would go – it was one night we had gone out for drinks in one of the few bars in our downtown. And um, probably shouldn't have driven home. But we were singing that song, Eating French Fries. Oh, and then, like, there's other songs. And then we crashed. And, and then I, we crashed. I lost this leg. <laughs> so every time. But thank you for not looking directly at my peg. No, Because that no. would have made me feel hey, weird. It is really, I mean, we have the golf war to thank. <laughs> okay, draw the next question. <laughs> All right, here we go. When was the last time you put your foot in your mouth? Oh, Ooh, I got, I got a good I one. Daily. Hourly. Yeah. Go. You got a good one. You go. You go. Okay. I'll tell you. And then you have to <laughs> mentally think of the one you're going to pick. Mentally think? Yeah. Not physically? I'm going to kill you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I started uh, – I on Groupon, I got uh, – I purchased Reiki sessions. Oh, nice. Do you know what Reiki yes. is? Okay. So I went to the first session. Yeah. Now, this was probably a month after my breakup. And I, you know when you're just really sad and you're just searching for anything to make you feel better? Yeah. So I did this Reiki session because my friend Lauren, who's super, like, very, like, new age, was like, do it. It's going to help. So I went. So I'm sitting there, and the guy was just like, well, what can I help you with? I start bawling. Aww. And I just, like, I'm telling him everything. Aww. So the funny thing about this story is because I had talked to my friend Lauren at nauseum about the breakup. Mm. And I was just like, you know, it's all I can think about. And she was like, you know, I read this book uh, by this woman who's a Holocaust survivor. She was saying that uh, it's kind of the Holocaust of your mind, which is like a yeah. is a harsh thing to say, but it's yeah. like because you're just like trapped by your thoughts. Yes, yes. So I was just like, wow, that's how I feel. So I'm sitting there with this teacher and I was just like, I feel like it's the Holocaust of my mind. And I'm saying it like I feel like I'm saying the most profound yeah, sentence ever. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to stop you right there. And I was like, okay. He was like, I don't love that. Uh, it's a little uh, negative. And I was just like, I was thinking, why? This is so, it encapsulates how yeah, I feel. Encapsulates. That's a word, right? Sure. Well, anyways, he turns his head and I realized he was Jewish. Yeah, because he had the yarmulke on. And so then I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. My friend read this book. And I, I haven't read it, but she told me about it. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this just this just makes me feel. And I was just like, Ram-. and he was like, yeah, yeah. It was just a little aggressive. So, Well, you know, that's interesting because when I said showers uh-huh. referring to a Holocaust thing, I immediately wanted to take it back. Because I do – did you – earlier? When? Here. I, it went over my head. Okay. Well, it was more like uh, – I – don't like it when I do that, but uh-huh. I do, and you're going for heft and weight, and right, exactly. And but at the same time, how dare you? Yeah, so I felt like a huge asshole. I'm like, I'm equating yeah. millions of people being murdered to a stupid breakup. So yeah. I felt like a huge a hole. But at the same time, have you felt? That bad about the Holocaust <laughs> as you have for I've, the breakup? I mean, uh, it is relative. Yeah. It is relative. And it's describing a condition that you can't describe 
by just saying, yeah, I'm sad. Yeah. You know, it's it's putting weight. It's like, I don't think you know you're 9/11. Saying... It's like that. <laughs> That's how I felt. I was just like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to stop talking. What about well, you? Um foot and mouth. Oh god, I've put my foot in my mouth constantly. I wish my sisters were here because they'd have about three days worth of material. Uh, I, I, I can think of one for you. When you kept making fun of the host and how he speaks, <laughs> that was pretty. I was just listening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Were you? <laughs> okay, draw the next question. Uh, okay, we have 10 but I minutes. Did, that does remind me of when I did stand up and I did this charity gig and – I had like a month and a half to write this stand-up, and it was yeah. for this church that was raising money to go do missionary work in like Ecuador or something. Uh-huh. So I was trying to – I had radar for a month of people comparing things like that, and mm-hmm. I would overhear like one person said, um, I couldn't live without my remote starter for their car. Yeah. Like things like that where it's like, could you though? Could you live without remote starter like comparing like what an ecuadorian like maybe they need clean water and you need your remote starter this is hot fresh content you should get back into stand-up this was years ago what movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical oh god well any porn you know i've thought that how fun would it be to be like i am close <laughs> I, I 100 agree. Oh, well, God, that would be I would watch more. Well, I would think more with straight porn. Like for me, because I like the gay porn. I just want to see finish. But like if I if if there's a girl in the mix then like, let's throw some music in there. I would say any any porn. My second answer to that would be remember in the early 2000s when they brought back Star Trek. Not Star Trek, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Those I saw the first two in the theater, and they were so fucking boring. Like uh. it was the best sleep I ever had. <laughs> but if they were musicals, it might improve those. Yoda, mm-hmm. a Yoda solo. Oh my god! <laughs> I actually get that. Okay, what was the last photo you took? You mean I took the picture? Yeah, it could be a selfie, huh. one on your phone. I did take something. I don't remember. See, this is terrible. I don't remember anything. Well, you can look at your phone. All right, hold I'm on. giving you total and I'm permission. Look up the name of the theater company. Okay, <laughs> you have to backtrack. Well, the last photo I took, um, and I showed it to you, it was a shirtless selfie because because I have such terrible anxiety, it's causing me not to eat as much, and so I've lost weight. And because I can't afford therapy, I've been going to the gym a lot. So now I have a six-pack, so I took a picture of it. No, we've and... already heard about the six-pack. <laughs> so Christ. on the one hand, I'm like, yay, for me. But on the other hand, it's like a, a cry for help. So it sure is. It, it very much is. And so the picture posting it, I was like, I look great, but it's also very like – I it's uh, low self esteem. I'm I'm gonna own up to that 100. percent But let's give it up to the six pack, right? You know, because that's not gonna be forever. No, and might as well enjoy, embrace, embrace. Well, that's the thing, because the because uh, uh, as of this recording, Christmas is next week, and so I'm gonna go home, and I'm probably gonna eat a lot of pecan pie. Pecan pie. Oh God, how do you say it? <laughs> go ahead, correct me. No, I love that. I love that. Peckin. I'm going to have some peckin pie. (laughs) What was the last picture you took? Uh, It was of my bruised and swollen face. Okay. Um, In case 
my boss, because I had to call in sick Thursday and Friday, uh-huh. I had the surgery on Tuesday night. Okay. Wednesday, I was all right. And I'm like dropping all over work on uh, dental surgery yesterday. Like, what a fucking superhero I am being here. <laughs> but then it got It's like worse. I survived 9-11. <laughs> it's like, that's how much I love it here. I had surgery last night. But then uh, the next day, I woke up. I, I mean, I- I'm, what, was it, what was your surgery? Whoa. I had dental surgery. That yeah. is so. I took that on Friday in case people were like, and then you missed Friday. What did you have done to your? I, I had a crown lengthening. Do you know what that is? No, but it does not sound fun. Oh, it's not fun whatsoever. Because I've had a crown before. Oh, this is the, you can't even get the crown until they cut your gums down. I hate and that. then stitch it up. Nope. I got all these stitches in my mouth right now. I don't love that. Oh. I'm so sorry. Hey, it's all okay. It's all okay. Hey, shh. <laughs> Who drew, who drew the last question? Was it you? No, it was me. I drew it. So you draw the next one. Mm. I'm so sorry about your teeth. Oh, please. Okay. I take it back. What outdoor activity haven't you tried but would like to? I'd like to fuck under a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Like it's that so part much... of the waterfall where you're safe, but the, uh, the noise is there. Like it, it's as if it's its own little force field. You're under the waterfall. Okay. So it's not like it's like in between you where it's like you're <laughs> fighting to see them. <laughs> Can you imagine? And you're almost drowning. <laughs> Did you say drowning? Why are you doing this to me? I don't love. Because that's what they're thinking out there. Is it? Did he say are they? Drowning. <laughs> The other word I tend to fuck up is instead of saying sit, I say set. Well, see, that's also charming and Southern. Thank you. It really is. Well, I don't know if I want to fuck under a waterfall Mm -hmm. um, just because of bugs. (laughs) Um, So I kind of – I'm terrified of everything. Okay. Uh, So I kind of want to do zip lining. Oh, you haven't done that? Oh, you'll have a fun time. It's fun. Okay. Just hold on and you'll be fine. <laughs> hold on and don't throw up. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay. That's next question. everything you can say that about. Okay. We have five minutes left. Okay. If all your memories were erased, what kind of person would you be? The one you're looking at right now. I have a terrible memory. Yeah. Terrible memory. I would like to think I would be less damaged. Boy, that... I might be. <laughs> that, would, that brought the room The to bliss. Him. The bliss that yeah. comes. Yeah. Because then you don't have all that emotional baggage. You're brand mm-hmm. new and you can be totally unaffected. Okay. But here comes a deeper question. Okay. Is memory tied to identity so much that you would be a different person without your memories? I, I think it's stuff that's happened in your past that you hold on to in your memory that can affect you. Oh, yeah. So. Well, consciously or unconsciously. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have condition. I used to be on Alzheimer medicine. Did you really? Yeah. I mean, I have a serious memory problem. When we're talking about why I work the hours I work, it's because cognitive just retention so is that why you do improv so you don't have to memorize lines no no and but i did notice when i did i i I did plays and i was a classical theater actor before Mm -hmm. i was an improviser and Mm -hmm. i did notice doing hamlet that what makes me a strong improviser and a strong actor also this cognitive memory thing like being in the moment Mm -hmm. 
I would do a scene mm-hmm. and I'd be in the moment in the scene and I've, you know, I've done, we, you know, we had a fairly long run. I'd leave the scene and all I knew, I didn't know where I was supposed to go next and what we were doing next. And God love her, though, she plays my, she played my daughter, Ophelia, mm-hmm. would be like, like she was dealing with her dementia dad going, Okay, now we're going to go on, you know, stage right, and it's the party scene. Okay, okay. <laughs> Just put me in the moment, and I'll remember my line. And, yeah, so. Clearly that Alzheimer medicine really helps. No, I wasn't on it then. But I, I went on that because I told my doctor that, you know, I'd see a, I'd see a movie with my husband, and then it would come uh, be advertised. Be like, I really want to see that. And he'd be like, y- y- we saw that. No, we didn't. You don't think you have Alzheimer's, do you? No, I know I don't. How do you know? Who am I? <laughs> Six pack man. That's right. Mm-hmm. You didn't forget that. It was that picture. Mm-hmm. Grand and your mama Indelible. Okay. What uh which protagonist from a book or a movie would you make uh, would make the worst roommate? <laughs> The guy from Confederacy of Dunces. Oh, yes. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Damn. I don't. Is that a book? Yes. Yeah, you I don't should read it. read it. You would love it. You're the, you're a Southerner. You need to read that. Is there a movie or an audio book version? I I'm not sleepy. even telling you. You need to read the book. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you do. Because it's great. I, um, you know what? I think Balky from Perfect Strangers. Just because... Did you ever watch Perfect Strangers? No, but the name. Mm -hmm. Balky. Yeah, Bronson Pinchot. It's uh, from the 80s. Classic sitcom. Uh, You know, he was just, he was just, his character, he was from a different country and he was just too much with his. Bronson. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it would be too overwhelming to live with. Okay, we have one minute left. Draw the next Ignatius J. Riley. Oh, yes. Ignatius (laughs) J. Riley. What does the J stand for? Jacob. Have you ever had to fire someone? I don't think so. I've never been in a. I let my agent go. I was. Only... I let my manager go. Were you terrified? I was terrified. I shouldn't have done it. It's a bad idea. Oh, mine. I was literally terrified of her. Like I was oh. even afraid to call her and say I can't do this week um, because I got a new job mm. and. Um, Oh, is this the one in Jersey? It's the one in Jersey. I w- do, you, do you know? No, okay. I remember you talking to me about it. So I only freelanced with her. So uh-huh. I wasn't even signed to her. <sighs> but she was tough as shizzle. Well, you want them to be tough. Well, I want them to be tough, but not with me. <laughs> I am very, like... So anyways, my first week at my job, because you're supposed to block out days you're not available so they won't book you. Uh, yes, yes. And book I, out. Okay. <laughs> so I... I w- I okay. So this is the last question, but I'm going to finish this. Yes, finish. Okay. So, anyways, I was I was very good about telling the days I wasn't available, but it never dawned on me to book out my first week at a new job, full time job. Oh no! She sends me an email the Friday before and says, "We want you for a Dosecchi's commercial." Uh huh. And I was like, "Holy shit!" It was right in the middle of the day. I was like, "I can't do it." But in the email, it said, if you can't do it, please let me know, which don't put that in your email because you don't mean it. 
Uh-oh. So I emailed her and I was like, uh, thank you so much, but I am unavailable. Mm. Immediately. She was like, why didn't you book out these dates? So I sent her. You have e- to understand. That is, she had every right. Oh, I total. And I emailed her. I owned up to it. I was like, I am so sorry. This is completely my fault. I did not think about this. I'm starting a new job. I just need to get through the training period. And I will have flexibility. Um, And she was like, can you do Tuesday? Um, And I was like, well, that's the next day. Um, There's a Holocaust in my mind. (laughs) So I was just like, I can't. And then – and then she was like, I thought this job was supposed to be flexible. And I was like, oh, God. So I called her. And I'm, like, quivering. I, my ass is sweating. I'm about to shit my pants. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. I hate putting you in this position. It is. This is totally 100% my bad. I apologize. Um, and she was just like, well, when can I book you again? Uh. So I was like – uh, give me two weeks and she was like fine mm. so then the next week I was just like I'll go ahead and send out my book out dates for the next month get ahead because mm-hmm. I knew my schedule it was four days um, and then she emailed me back and she was like is this for work the days I was taking off and I wasn't going to lie to her because I was just like why do I need to it doesn't matter yeah. I'm taking these days off yeah. you know don't book me so I said yes and then she was just like I thought your job was supposed to be flexible mm. And I was just like, I don't – I already have terrible anxiety and I don't need this. So I just sent her an email back and I was just like, I'm I'm very sorry. But, you know, for the foreseeable future, I will have to take days off for my for my job. If this is going to be an issue, um, I totally – Then get me a therapist for free. I, I was like, I totally understand if we need to part ways. She dropped me like that. Well, I think that's for the best. I think so too because I was literally terrified of her. Oh. I like anytime I had a question, I would ask my friend who was represented by her. I was like, should I ask her this? And she was like, she's your agent. I was like, uh-huh. I've been afraid of some of my agents. Is that normal? I well, feel- it depends on the personality. Oh, she was. Yeah. Even when I went in, like I tried to be very folksy, mispronounce uh. words. She was not having it. So Did you say encapulate? I was like, encapulate. Can I set here? And she was like, get the fuck out of here, Mo. And I was like, I don't love that. You know. So anyway, but I will say. It is nice because because she was so strict, you know, she was working hard for you. But at the same time, I was scared of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I can't. So, yeah. You're free. I am free. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not acting. <laughs> so there we go. It's a win-win, I think. You are tonight. You're in a show tonight. Yes. And you are fantastic. I Honestly. Know. You really, really, really are. You really are. Stop it. Honestly. I am gay. I'm not. (laughs) This is not. I know you're looking. Uh, No, no, I'm not. You're going to forget this ever happened. (laughs) I don't need a beard. All right. Well, we did. Let's see how many questions we got through. Oh, my God. You know what I'm thinking about now? What if my agent – well, she's not my agent anymore, but what if she listens and then has a, a, a sister? Oh, she'll love that you were afraid of her. That'll give her a hard-on. <laughs> I better have scared him. Scared him across the river. I like that she sounds like the agent from Friends. <laughs> okay, so – She's got some hemorrhoids, too. I have a four. How many do you have? Five. Oh, we got through nine. Nine. Can you believe it? No in German. How do you feel? I feel... Are you encapsulated with joy? What is the word? Capsulate. 
So there's no N in front of it? No, when you say capulate, I think of capulet. Okay. You know the Montagues? And the of capulets. course I do. <laughs> I'm well-versed in Shakespeare. <laughs> well, anyways, thank you so much. I could talk to you for hours upon hours upon hours. But this is it. But we're done now. Yeah. We're over. Uh, so is there anything you would like to promote oh, coming I'm up? Oh, on, um, I'm on one of those moth podcasts. I told a story in oh, St. Louis. Oh, great. Promote another podcast. <laughs> Go right ahead. Um, yeah, I'm on one of those podcasts. The moth Is it podcast? called the moth podcast? Yeah. Okay. So check her out. Angela oh, Dorman. Yeah. And oh, please let me drop this actor's company's name. Yes. So uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, her Alzheimer's kicked in and she forgot about the company she acted with. But we are going <laughs> to fix that now. Theater at Woods Hill. And I didn't have to look it up. Please tell them I didn't look it up. I just came to me. Theater at Woods Hill. Fabulous organization. If I know them as well as I don't, I guarantee you, you they listen to this whole episode. Or just they forwarded to this. Theater at Woods Hill. Let me tell you. Great people to work with. What's their website? I think it's theater at Woods Hill. I don't know. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Woods Hill. One word. Social. Do you want people to follow you on social media? Oh, you know, probably best that they go elsewhere. Yeah. You're not great. <laughs> but. No. Um, and you know what? I don't give a shit. Okay. I live my life. Oh. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm not so... trying to create content constantly. I'm not contents bitch. <laughs> is that a dig at me? Because kind of. it feels... Only because I'm jealous of that six pack. I, is that a dig? I no, can... no. Only because maybe I've given up a little bit and you haven't. Okay. Um, so, anyways, thank you for coming first. <laughs> I haven't peaked. Um, and you know what? I'm I'm not even going to ask. I'm just going to make you come back again. Oh, do so. Yeah. And this is one of the few podcasts we did not film because I just didn't feel like setting up the camera. And we were oh, like, you know merciful. what? We don't need to. People don't. We're going to put headshots up. Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> I just had dental surgery for God's sake. <laughs> it's a favorite of them all. All right. So everyone have a fantastic day. And be sure to um, uh, leave a wonderful comment. Mm-hmm. Um and five stars and subscribe oh, yeah. and tell your friends yeah. to listen. Thumbs way up, all the way up. Get him up there. <laughs> Bye, y'all.